0: hello and welcome back to the ladcast it is 2021 we are hoping to leave 2020 behind how are all the lads doing fantastic
1: i'm doing well oh
0: sounds good sounds good let's let's say who's here we got um dan pearson yep neil
1: hello sir.
0: nodar hi and anthony will be with us maybe soon later later Um, later we'll see what happens so so lads i think for this episode we just kind of we just kind of want to do a review episode and tell you guys why we haven't been recording and you know, stuff like that, so which we already did, which we already did. the recording didn't work, yeah. So we use a recording bot in Discord, and the recording bot that we were using didn't record correctly. And so we're doing this episode a second time, and it's going to be better than the first time because apparently we
2: we should find some better uh, recording.
1: If someone who is listening to this has like a never fails Discord bot that works for recording, no, then you I don't are... mean
0: Discord. I mean something
1: besides Discord. Oh, I see.
0: I mean Discord is the easiest way to do it, and I don't like Discord. I'm really glad that I have pushed everyone to use Discord. So.
1: Either which way, yeah. If you have tips for recording, sh- then do it. We'll take it. We'll take your. We will take your advice. Uh, besides that.
0: All right, Nodar, with that, why don't you start us off and tell you what you've been up to lately?
2: I haven't been up to much. Just same old. Just think of something. Think of something.
1: Think of since before Christmas.
2: I have read a few books. Excellent books, actually. Good books. What are they? I should start, like, a Ladcast book blog. just recommend
1: books. A library? A blog. The Lad's Library. Lad's
0: Library. <laughs> Featuring such classics as, uh, I don't know. Except for the big red dog. If Nodar sounds like he's on the North Pole, then that, just I mean, know honestly, that... all
2: of you guys sound like that to me. So I'm not sure how that's
0: recording. That's because it's coming through anything,
2: your
3: so. crappy speakers, dude.
2: Hey, no, it's coming through my nice headphones that I just got.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Uh, nice headphones?
2: Yeah, I got them on Amazon. They were 15 bucks.
1: 15 bucks is not usually nice. I think you got shafted there, buddy? I know I did. Either which way.
2: Uh, Joseph, will you yes. please? uh give us an update on your life what's going on
0: what has happened you got married didn't
2: you? that
1: was a while ago but
0: congratulations yeah i i i did get married yes for those of you who don't know
1: that was like ages ago though
0: i know i know i'm kidding Sorry. <laughs> almost a year ago only a year ago um no what has happened in 2021 let me see well i think the last episode we had was before christmas is that right yes it was november okay November. Okay. Really so...
1: Freaking November. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been dude. a while. Trump was still in office. Um, what has happened with me? Well, I have left Amazon. I am starting a new job, which is fully remote, and I'm moving to Winchester, which is very nice. Nothing much else. The wife is still going to Mason, and that's about it. I'm a boring dude. Oh, I got a gun. I don't think I talked about my gun.
1: Very nice. What kind? What kind?
0: it's an MP shield easy it's my first gun um i, I probably, mean i
1: i i asked that question but i had no idea what literally what you said at all oh so no that's I, like, fine. Is it...
0: it's just a nine mil at the wesson i,
1: I know nerf it. guns
0: it is it is a nerf gun that kills people with steel bullets
1: it's a nerf gun but without the nerf lead um,
0: Lead, lead. I, I used to put needles in nerf darts and shoot them at people. Oh, I did that too. Everyone did that who had a nerf gun.
3: I wait, wait. Didn't... What? Wait, I did not what? Do that. I did what? not
0: What? Yeah. You guys never did that? No. Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. <laughs> Dude, that's f***ing cruel. You put a needle in a nerf dart.
0: One time we got a dart stuck in my brother's butt. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's great for all things.
3: Yeah. Dude, that's f- <laughs> up man you just like shoot.
0: boys will be boys or you could do it like a pin like my my sister's had a sewing kit so you just have pretty much unlimited pins so you put oh, pins and all dear the- Lord. <laughs> it's pretty sick
1: these are horrible
0: it's even better if you poison it that i did not do but you know <laughs>
3: dude what would be really cool. good is if you put like something like hot sauce or a little bit of lemon juice on the end of it you know, pew pew
0: oof or chili powder oof
1: i okay uh, anyway,
0: Wait. um... Neil,
1: you. Yes. Uh, let's see. I have been good. So, since, um, these are all things I said last time, but then again, they didn't record properly, so I'll just go to speed around some of this stuff. Uh, so since November, uh, I had moved, I had moved from one classroom to a different classroom, I'm, as well, I teach, so I had moved from one classroom to a different classroom, so my group of kids had changed. Uh, and then I, you know, went home for Christmas. Good fun. I saw all these guys. It was great. My brother got married. I came back. I got switched to a different classroom again, so a whole new group of kids. I, uh, I got COVID. I came back, and let's see. The more recent thing, the thing that happened literally just this week, this past week. Um, Texas went into full shutdown because it snowed. That's the South for you. Um, this semester is absolutely determined to make sure I don't have a routine. It's going to keep throwing me off with random nonsense until until I just – this is year your ends and I never actually got settled. That's just how it is.
2: This is why the South will not rise again because all you got to do is sprinkle some snowflakes on. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: not in front row, man. We can make it in the snow.
1: But yeah um, – dan i would i would actually like to talk a bit more about the the texas snow shutdown but first uh, let's get dan what have you been up to
3: um i started a new job in construction february 1st and um since november yeah my life is pretty stagnant um i went from uh, anyways my personal life's been kind of rough but job life's been good um switched from my call center job which i wanted to kill everyone at and i was just like this is absolutely what hell is going to be like i'm going to like be condemned to eternal torment and it's just going to be walking up to a desk putting on my headphones and telling everyone thank you for calling navy federal this is daniel May I please have your first and last name so yeah i'm out of there i'm now in construction which i like significantly more um and the past Three weeks I've been tiling when I haven't actually been snowed in at the house. And I've also been doing a couple other things. A little bit of flashing on a house to water protect it. And then let me think about what we're doing today. Doing a pretty simple drawer install. But right now what the company I'm working for is doing is we're getting a lot of little projects out of the way. And then we're going to be building a house in about a month and a half. Ah.
0: That's pretty sick. Yeah. Like pot angles.
1: Yes. We can ask Anthony when he gets on we can ask Anthony when he gets on what he's been up to lately but in the meantime uh, the Texas uh, I would just like to so the first person point of view of the Texas snow which was national news for me I was you know living out of San Antonio it began snowing Sunday night and I was absolutely giddy because I'm like holy crap it's snow I miss this stuff like you know just like I miss being on the East Coast, et cetera. And then, you know, the night went on. I was playing video games up late into the night because, you know, I didn't have school the next day and I didn't have anything else to do. And I was just, you know, I was I was vibrant. And around 2 a.m., the power shuts off completely. And I'm like, ah, great. And then it comes back on. It shuts off again, et cetera. Then all throughout Monday, it's President's Day, so we had that day off anyways. Uh, all throughout Monday, the power is coming on and off and on and off. So like it'd be on for half an hour, and it'd be off for like, you know, it'd be off, off for an hour, on for 10 minutes, off for an hour, on for 10 minutes. And then the intervals between a power on became longer, and the time for which the power was on got shorter. And then it was almost completely off for all of Tuesday. And then it came back halfway through Wednesday, and I've been good since. Also, within that, there was a lot of trouble with water as well. They were, I talked to some of my coworkers who had power off for either more or less time than me. And then there was uh, There's a, a bunch of people were told that they had to boil all the water if they were going to drink it. For some reason, the, uh, the water from the faucets was no longer any good. So they were just telling everyone to boil their water. Uh, I was not within that group, but there were a lot of people who were in that group. Most of San Antonio was. And I did lose water pressure for a little bit. Some people fully lost water for like a day or two, actually. But yeah. Basically, in general, it snowed. It got cold, and everyone's power was off for most of the time. And especially in these poorly insulated houses where it's built for the heat, uh, a lot of people were cold. And that's basically it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like my first person I lived through it sort of thing. And I mean, I was fine. I just bought a couple of candles, and that was good. But you know there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who had it a lot worse than I did, so.
0: So it it feels okay to be a um, a Texas prepper per se. What do you mean? I mean the the grid failed, so that's what's going to happen.
1: I don't know. But um,
0: I want to be a prepper someday. When I when I make my money, I'll become a prepper.
1: Sure you will, Joe.
0: <laughs> It'll be fun. Yes, I will. Watch. Me.
3: You got to buy a house out in Fort Valley. You got to buy a bunch of land out in Fort Valley, and just like chill out there.
0: You got to have some sheep. Some sheep, yeah. Dude, it's gonna be straight up Minecraft. Like that's sheep how you. are the key to happiness. You the- right there.
1: One more thing to add to the because I care apparently. Yeah, you guys don't care, but just for the viewers' sake, um, or listener, one more thing to add to the uh, the general, uh, Texas situation is that um, I hate with a passion how much everyone, however, how political everyone makes it. It's not political at all. It is. People lost power for a couple of days because people because it hasn't actually like really really. I mean, it's been three years since we got like a flurry, and it has been thirty-five years since Neil, we've gotten Neil. a real snow.
0: Neil, Neil, people. <laughs> yes, people died because of the Republicans down there. With the I thought it
1: was. I thought. I thought it was like
3: the green energy down there is what people were saying. I know. I know. I'm breath. being sarcastic. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: No. Yeah. This is. This is the thing. Is everybody? No. Both sides are pointing who, which, what. You guys didn't do this correctly. Dude didn't do this correctly. Basically, what it comes down to, it hasn't snowed, actually, like snowed, snowed in 35 years. The entirety of the power grid was made with the idea that it will never snow, which is a frankly reasonable assumption.
2: Actually, that's that's kind of stupid because it snowed 35 years ago.
0: But it didn't did they snow. snow. Did grid? you hear the man? It didn't snow. Snow.
1: It, well, it's no. The, first, the last time it snowed, snowed was 35 years ago, like an actual couple of inches.
2: How new is this power grid?
1: I don't know, but I'm assuming it's newer than 35 years. Because if it was older than 35 years, that's a real problem. But it's.
2: You mean you don't snow.
1: Oh, shut up. <laughs> The entirety of San Antonio cannot be powered on a 35-year-old power grid. There's no way that is possible.
0: Neither can it be powered up by turbines that freeze up.
1: That's kind of a load of nonsense. Or natural gas pipes that explode when they freeze.
0: So, I mean, as far as I can tell, looking at both sides, this is what happened. They're forced forced to rely on 10% of their energy... Should be wind turbines, but obviously wind turbines don't make as much energy in the winter, so they were adjusted for that. So that argument does not hold out. And That's what Cruz was arguing for, and
1: literally, it's, it's ridiculous. It's 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 not a political thing.
0: Yeah, I know. That's it's what not whose fault, saying. he's
1: fault. It's literally just no winterize one winterize your pipes. No, yeah, it's they didn't bother to 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 properly to properly like prepare a the power grid or the different you know, the natural gas pipes or anything else. Now now Neil
0: you do have to file a lawsuit for trauma because you can get a lot
1: Shut up. Come on, Um, come on,
0: just like be the snowflake be the I was
1: no not one. traumatized by the fact that I had to be in thirty, like uh, my house was forty degrees for a little bit. I no just wore a f- sweater and some slippers, and I put some candles on, dude. No it was not that big of a deal. No one. Um, my pun. No, no one cares, Joe. No one cares.
0: I know. I should just go dig <laughs> a hole.
1: And uh, but myself in the hole. But um, no, I'm I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, it's just like no one, whatever. Like it's. It would, People were not prepared for it because it's not a thing that's normal. No one has salted a road in this place in God knows how long, and they don't have snowplows. Why do you not have snowplows? Because it might be icy one day, and there might be a lot of people who get in car accidents because it's icy, because it's not worth the cost for most people. Like, it's like for an entire like city to pour in millions of dollars in order to get a snowplow they will use once or twice a decade, or no, once or twice a yeah, you know yeah, like once or twice a decade is fair. Um, we're we're assuming that it can ice but not snow, is ridiculous, a stupid waste of money, and you also have to you're constantly spending money just to make sure that the place is you know uh, is is uh, is for a place to store it, and so people getting mad that we weren't prepared for this because of course we wouldn't be prepared for it because it's Texas. This never happens. <laughs> So I don't know. People are just stupid.
0: I don't know. And, okay. and the fact that it's, yeah, it is
1: – yeah, yeah I, know. I know. It's another reason for me to say I don't like politics anymore or I don't like keeping up with politics.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's There's been a lot of stuff that's been going down with politics, and I don't think we need to go too far into it. But no, I'm sick of it, yeah. I just, I just think it's funny when the, the people that voted for Biden are like, oh, I didn't vote for this. Oh, that did happen. The that... executive orders. It that did happen
1: happened. since we were, that was, that did happen since our last podcast, actually. Yeah. I think we forgot about that. Biden won. Remember our hot takes from like a couple episodes ago where you were like, oh, it's wrong.
0: I kind of want to go and listen to that again.
1: Because they're probably won. dead wrong, all of it. I have to actually, yeah, I should listen to that again. I should go back.
0: I never did listen to it.
1: I should go back. Our personal
0: FBI agents, like, yeah.
1: They're laughing their asses off at us, dude.
0: Yeah, probably. I think we talked about our personal FBI agents last time, too.
1: Did we? I can't remember.
0: I think we did. Yeah, oh, well. We should say hi hey to them. guys. How's it um, going? Hey. hey, how's it what going,
1: Jacob? I just named him Jacob, so, you know. Hmm.
0: Maybe it's really Jake from State Farm. Who
1: knows? Jake from State Farm.
0: But it's a perfect cover. It's a dude. It's a perfect cover. Jake from State Farm. It's an FBI agent.
1: He knows everything.
0: He does. You can't name your FBI
2: agent because he's already named. Just like your guardian angel. Uh, you're supposed to name. So he's
0: assigned them. to you when you're born. Yeah,
2: yes. basically.
0: Which is greater, one angel boy or one FBI agent?
1: Uh angel boy, but that's a stupid question. Yes. I was
0: I was just thinking like have you guys ever heard of um Epic Battle Simulator? Yeah. Um,
1: okay. I think so. I can't remember. Me and
0: Dan, me and Dan played Epic Battle Simulator for like what was it was like two hours, Dan.
3: Yeah, we were we're um, we're pitting various historical armies against one another.
0: Yeah. What was the um well we had it was Thomas the Tank Engine or Thomas the Tank Yeah, it was
3: Thomas the Tank Engine versus Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris and uh, um, Chuck, Well Chuck also Norris, we also had um, a Roman legion and like three hundred British regulars in there also fighting Thomas' the tank engine. Um
0: they basically just got wrecked.
3: Yeah, Tom Engine just, like, took them out, man.
0: Yeah. So, it was good. It was fun.
1: Yeah. What have you guys been... Have you been playing any interesting games lately?
0: Um,
3: I,
1: I replayed Half-Life.
0: Dude, I played the demo for Hitman too.
1: Uh, I heard it's a good game.
0: That was that was the game that you played, right?
1: No, was no it was a different game? Hitman game, but yes. It was in the same oh, franchise, dude, but...
0: Dude, the, the graphics were amazing. I, I was thinking about buying it. Like, you know, it's that good, but... Uh... I'm not good at games. Dan Ooh, can my attest. My almost here. Dan can attest. My uh, my instinct, my game instinct, is not there.
3: Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty lacking. Yeah, impressibly so. <laughs>
1: um, I got a... I, so thing about the PlayStation is, if you were paying for online, so you could you know do stuff with people. Um, you Damn. also get a free game every once in a while, and so they give me a free game here and there, and I try it out, and it's usually terrible. Um. VR chat. No, I, no. Uh,
0: We need to get on VR chat one of these days.
1: I think Big Neil, did you freeze?
0: I think Big Neil froze. You know
3: what game is awesome? What? Doom Eternal. You need to play that. That's the one you need to buy, Joe.
0: Uh, It'd just be wasted money because I'm just not good at all. Dude, you
3: should look up, I think you might like it. You should look up some videos of it.
0: I did. Dude, the trailer looks really good on my computer. Like, That game
3: looks sick.
0: Yeah, so, oh, so, well, last time I had one monitor, I think. Now I have, I upgraded my setup for everyone, anyone who cares. I have 244 hertz monitors with a monitor stand, and it's pretty sick, so I play some pretty fun games. Um, Big Neil,
3: can we, can we, Big Neil, I think you're going to need to hop out and then hop back in.
0: Maybe we should take a smoke break, and then we could get back on.
3: And somebody could get in touch with Anthony.
0: Yeah, we'll return. We'll return. We're going to take a smoke break. We'll return with Big Neil and Anthony.
1: Hey, yo, the pizza here.
2: Smoking. drinking
3: coffee blues hello 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 boo
0: hey there
3: hello key back
0: all right, Are we ready to get back to this, boys?
1: this is where this is where we left off. We left off by Dan saying something along the lines of, um, so Dan was partially sharing a story of something. And he had said that, um I was like, moral of the story, don't drink kids." And he said, "No, you should I, the moral of the story should be drink because there is nothing else. And I specifically have, Chesterton to back me up against this. Allow me to find the page. And this also transitions into my Lenten thing, which I can talk about in a second as well.
0: Oh yeah, we should talk about Lent. Yes, it's
1: part of this actually. So, uh, for Lent I gave up smoking as always, but I also have tried to pick up I was reading a little bit of Chesterton. uh, The book is called Heretics. There was a little bit from the book saying that the worst way to drink is to drink medicinally. Is To treat alcohol as something of a medicine, to use it rationally, to drink because I'm stressed, to drink because I'm bored, to drink because I'm depressed, is the worst way to drink. And he talked about the carpe diem mentality of seize the day. We don't know what's going on, so live in the moment. Enjoy yourself while you can, because we don't know where we're from, we don't know where we're going, and, you know, who who the heck knows anything, so just, like, drink. Um, which is extremely depressing and pessimistic. Would you agree? What I, I would agree with him saying that that the carpe diem mentality is a pessimistic way to drink, and that drinking medicinally is a not-healthy thing to do. Right. And so that's so that's part of my Lent thing, is that this is something I had a routine when I would come home from teaching a bunch of fourth graders. So a bunch of 10-year-olds wear me out all day. I would come home, and I would crack open a a beer and sit out in front of my house with a cigarette or a couple of those and just like i need a half an hour of just beer and cigarettes after work every day the smoking i've gotten rid of usually that's just how it works but i do that for lent but um i have also said i shall not drink medicinally i shall not drink as a medicine because that is something i think i should weed out yes i do have a glass of wine in my hand now but we are celebrating we are friends, and we are oh, yes. we are enjoying each other's company.
0: Very nice. Ooh. Well, Anthony, tell us what's been up with you, and what you are giving up for Lent.
4: Well, as far as what's been up with me, it's honestly not too much since last we ladcast. Since November. Yeah. Since November. Um, not much has changed. Uh, jobs and everything is pretty much on the same track. Um. I just today got my fourth Stitch Fix. Uh, I'm pretty much part of their mainstream or multi-level marketing uh, campaign. So I've gotten tons of free clothes from them. And I just got the the box today. And I was like, I like all these things. I'll use my credit for today. And they're like, hey, after I checked out, they're like, hey, would you like another $100 referral code? So yeah. So do you I
0: get 100 per person? When I get the referral code,
4: a $100 per person who, follows that code and signs up and then actually gets a box and checks out with something. Once the, they check out with at least one thing, then I get the $100. And they, of course, get the $100 of credit as well. So kind of a win-win.
0: Um, I'm going to do know. it now.
4: I thought you already did it.
0: I already did, but I can create a new account. See, there are hacks. You can just but, use a different email.
4: They, but, different they'll, but they'll know your address and your name is Joe.
0: I could put it under Lizzie's name. No.
4: Whatever. And the point is, that's what's basically the biggest news for me right now, besides I also bought a car last week. Um, but yeah, um, as far as Lent, um, I'm on a similar train with Neil, uh, but not exactly for the same reasons. Um, a while back, my dad actually uh, basically decided he wanted to try a new diet because uh, he'd been working out for like pretty consistently for a long time, but he never found any more than five or 10 pounds of, of weight loss from that. And he's not like a fat guy, but he wanted to be more healthy and so he researched and found that he wanted to try the keto diet so he's done that twice a year now uh in the six weeks leading up to his birthday and the six weeks of lent and so this year i was like hey i want to try something new for lent i usually don't i usually feel like i waste a good amount of lent and i don't really do something that's super beneficial for me but i also didn't really want to commit to like just like a fast that no one else would be holding me to like it's hard to do things like that on your own like hey well dad's doing keto again this lent you know as long as i have someone like him to be keeping me accountable and also eating similar meals so we have food in the house like i i can do that i think so um that's my main thing for lent is basically anything that has carbohydrates is not i'm not allowed to eat it so any version of sugar or bread or rice or a lot of really good things
1: (laughs) i'm sorry Uh, the the glory of pizza is lost to you sir
4: so i eat a lot of chicken tuna and egg salad
1: Good
0: though.
4: A lot. It's good, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, that's gotta be expensive. Not bad. The eggs are pretty cheap. I mostly eat eggs and tuna and salad. Um, and then like for dinners, I like, will have like some version of a steak or pork. Um it's not that bad. The only fast food I can really eat is like grilled nuggets from Chick-fil-A. Um, so that also just kinda has a side benefit of <laughs> cutting down on fast food spending and other things that I need to do less of anyway. But then the best part, not the best part, but the, yeah. the part that's similar to what Neil was talking about is once you're basically, once your body's in full ketosis, which is basically there's no carbohydrates entering your system, and so you're just basically metabolizing the fats you eat and the fat that's in your body. Once you're in that mode and your liver is what's doing that metabolizing, any alcohol will pretty much just destroy you. So, <laughs> so i'm also vicariously giving up alcohol and also most beers and wines are very carby so not i mean how much you're not
3: much of a drinker regardless though so it's not like that's it's not gonna be as much of a uh jump for you
1: he's not an alcoholic like the rest of us i'm not an alcoholic not like I wanted me. for a beer and now i can't so yeah. What, that is the nice thing about the Chester the Chesterton thing. So literally this weekend, I had gone out with a bunch of coworkers to a to a whiskey distillery, and I had a very good time. And that is not prohibited by my Lenten fast, so.
0: Very nice, very nice.
1: I just can't drink it medicinally.
2: That is not good in general.
1: Yeah, it's, and that, I mean, frankly, that's what I did as a teacher. When I was stressed out and I came home from work, I would just drink, dude. I would just have a beer. Not I wouldn't drink a lot, I would drink like a beer or two, and that's it. It wouldn't be like anything excessive, but it'd still be like, the frequency was again becoming a problem, rather than the amount. Which is an interesting thing that no one ever really thinks about, is that temperance has two sides to it. It is not only, uh, it is not only amount, it is also at proper times. So being temperant with alcohol does not only include that you are temperate in that you are temperate in the amount that you have, but it also is temperate in you have an appropriate amount for the occasion. So, more is more... This is a lunch point, I think. Wunsch like to say this a lot. More alcohol is appropriate for weddings than it is for a, you know an evening out with like a friend. Hmm. Because there are certain so different amounts are appropriate for different times and different celebrations. And the point being is if you are not celebrating... Should you really be doing that in the first place? Hmm. Like,
3: the answer being yes.
1: Eh, I don't think that's a problem. Like, in small doses, but if it's kind of like a dependency or a or too much of a habit, when I get home, I like I don't know. It's just stress reliever. Most of the stuff that I that I've the, that I've done is, is stress reliever. That's the problem.
0: When when it gets to the point where it's like stress relief, it's it turns into a habit, and then
1: no, it's medicinal. It that's what it very... is.
0: Yeah, habits are very hard to break.
1: Stress rel- to use alcohol as a stress reliever is medicinal in some way, and so that's the thing. Is like I would, I would, I would drink as a uh, as a stress reliever because I'd be.
3: I'd push back on that a little bit because you there are like actual valid substances that you can use to relieve stress that can actually like help you to be more productive. As long as you're not actually abusing them in a specific scenario. So going home every day after work and consistently having one beer, sitting outside enjoying it, and then getting to the rest of your work. I don't actually see that as harmful. I see that as no, a moderate. I think um it.
1: No, yeah, I think you'd be right if it's like a if it's like a a, a break or a or a what is it? Like um if you were enjoying it as like a a so uh, you come back from work, you take a moment to like just relax and like have a nice beer, and then get back to work, and that's, that's all fine and dandy. But like, I don't know. I think there's a difference between that and the use of it medicinally. The use of it like as a like medicine. Yeah. Is it, you would it, what what would the difference be actually? This is a good conversation. Like how are how is. A man who's been working in the field for a nice law for a long, hard day and has uh, gone to wipe the sweat from his brow, and then he goes and sits down on his porch and has an ice-cold beer, how is that different from coming home from work, teaching 10-year-olds, and you're like, damn, I'm stressed? Or like, man, that was a rough day at work.
3: I'm going to tell you, dude, when you live in the world of contracting, man, hard drinking is a dime a dozen. Guys usually come home, and if they're talking with each other, it's usually a pack of cigarettes. And they're not bringing a six pack; they're bringing a thirty-two pack of Bush with them. They're pounding away five or six before they even drive home. So it's there's there's it's not necessarily healthy, but there is like amongst Germanic culture, especially. I don't know that you're going to find a very clear distinction. And I do think, like just in general, alcoholism is a major problem among Germanic nations and in the u.s frankly even bad as it is it's still nothing compared to something like germany
4: yeah i think the i think where where it starts coming is like you said when does it start becoming medicinal because medicinal is different like it's not like some people might say alcoholism is habitual drinking but i don't think that's true because if you like most people in most cultures drink with most meals that's just a normal part of almost every culture whether it's germanic
1: or if it's that's that's not yeah that's not alcoholism even though it's habitual because you are habituated to drink with a meal you have a glass of wine with your lunch that might be a habit but it's i don't think that's alcoholism so yes i I see where you're coming from i
4: definitely agree with you there um and so it's not about because i I feel like especially in america where we're suffer strongly from the wasp culture of protestantism anyone you know not only do they look down on all alcohol consumption but it's also going to be Especially anything that's going to be what they would say it's habitual or it's like part of your life so that's what I think is an unhealthy view of it. so it's not just habitual so if you if you're like you said, if someone comes home after a long day of any kind of work, whether it be manual or teaching or whatever, and it's just something that they enjoy is having a beer and, and a cigarette or whatever, I don't think that's where the harm comes and obviously, I think most people would agree that's not where the harm comes. It's when you said like you said it's medicinal, but what does that mean? It means when you're using that to make yourself feel better. Like to make yourself well. Sorry, go ahead.
2: You can't handle the stress without the beer. Like, uh, like, you know, like a, a beer is a refreshing drink, especially when you're working hard all day. So, so just having a refreshing drink, like that or a beer, when you come home is different than being unable to ha- to deal with the stress of your job without it.
1: It could never be a crutch. That's actually a very good point. Is that the difference between uh, between those two things, the 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 um, medicinal and the non medicinal that we were talking about, coming home and having a beer versus having medicinally coming home and not a beer, is um, is the fact that the medicinal alcohol is a crutch. It is it is the way that you cope with how you with what you do.
4: Yeah, because it seems like when you're saying something is medicinal, like a medicine is something you take to return to normalcy it's when you when you are in a state of illness and you need to take something to return to health and Ooh, so that's actually a, yeah if you're using alcohol going? as a if you're using alcohol as a medicine that means that without alcohol you consider yourself unhealthy and so you have the alcohol and now you're normal again and i think that's when it that's pretty that's probably a pretty clear sign of an addiction is when you have to have alcohol or any other substance
0: yeah i was going to say that's pretty basic addiction right there
1: um, that's actually another good point in the Chesterton point is that the idea that alcohol is something that you use to return to like being normal is the problem. It's not alcohol in and of itself is the sort of thing that needs to be used on the special occasion. It is something for the special occasion, or for it is it is for yeah. So to celebrate uh, a wedding, you might have a decent amount of alcohol. You know, you could even celebrate like. This might sound weird, but to 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 congratulate yourself on a hard day's work or to celebrate a a a a a good day's work of uh, of behind you is something that you might actually. I mean, that's a little bit of a twisting of words, but it's the general same idea.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The what I remember someone summarizing his his opinion on was like this: It's like drink not to not when you're sad, but when you're happy. Like, don't use alcohol as a way of getting back to being happy. Use it as a
1: way when you are already happy to become happier. I will find you the quote if you give me just a couple of minutes. But is that is that what, it's what you're It's something into. similar. Something very similar, yes.
0: Or just don't drink.
3: I don't know if I particularly like so for Lent, I'm giving up alcohol partly because like by towards the end of Lent, like within like seven days. I mean, I was probably having five or six the equivalent of five or six drinks a night and i was like well i guess uh, i need to purge i also knew that i was going to be going sober so i was kind of going hard at it before i had to give it up um and i will say that there's an element where if you stress don't be sad when you drink be happy then what's going to happen is is that someone if someone is genuinely struggling even with alcoholism or with something that's going wrong in their lives what that's going to pressure them to do is to already to have achieved to have gone a step farther than they're at so don't drink i'm trying to be careful in the way that i phrase this because i don't want to encourage someone to use a substance to get to a certain emotional state or to get out of a certain emotional state but if you understand drinking's proper role yeah, I apologize. I can't think of really what I want to say with that. I have a
1: quote if anyone's interested. I shall read it. So this is from chapter 7 of G.K. Chesterton's book called Heretics. The second rule, so this is you know coming after something else. The second rule in the matter would appear to be, like many other uh, sound rules, a paradox. Drink because you are happy, but never because you are miserable. Never drink when you are wretched without it or you will be like the gray-faced gin drinker in the slum but drink when you would be happy without it and you will be the like the laughing peasant of italy never drink because you need it for this is the rational drinking and the way to death and hell but drink because you do not need it for this is irrational drinking and the agent health of the world i think that's a great quote
0: yeah that was good
1: yeah Whereas I don't uh, have
0: too much to say on this cuz I don't really drink a lot of beer.
1: Yeah, so. you freaking puritan. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah.
4: Sounds good though. Hey, <laughs> if you want to add something funny. I so I just discovered we just uh we just donated our our old car that died, that's why I bought a new car. And in it there was a little thumb drive in the the um, console and I was, it's just old stuff from my early years at christendom i didn't realize i had this and let's open up some poems from our valentine's day from freshman year God, I oh Oh, no
1: (laughs) oh no oh man these are some these are some fire poems dude do not ever share those because those are probably (laughs) like they're they're appropriate they're
4: just like they're hilarious man i actually okay
0: so are these like the poems that we would write for, for the people, for the, girls, for the girls, yeah. Uh, do you still have my poem? Uh, Dude,
1: don't. oh, don't yeah, know. yours would actually be pretty fitting because you know, you married the woman.
0: No, 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 it was no, it was about someone killing themselves or something like that. Wait, what pretty the? F- <laughs> what
4: <laughs> okay, forgot. but, but... Do, do, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember from freshman year when we were talking about green eggs and heresy?
1: Yeah, no because <laughs> we were uh, talking you know,
4: there's green eggs and ham and we were saying yeah. i don't know how it came up but we're talking about is if there's green eggs and ham which one is the father which is the son which is the holy spirit oh i remember this uh so i have a little summary of that argument oh, now
0: <laughs> this is on your thumb drive
4: the thumb drive i found it's hilarious i'm dying Funny. <laughs> Anyway, maybe, maybe yeah. we do this for a different time.
1: No, you can actually. This is a good way to close it. I think it's a good way to close it. You can read that with that one thing, and then we can wrap it up. Is this Green actually egg? heresy, though? Green eggs and heresy. Yeah, I think we sh- I think I should read this to
4: you. So this I, I was quite I was quite proud of this little write of too. So this is called Green Eggs and Heresy: A Case in Agnosticism. There was much commotion in the Commons this weekend. Trinitarian representation, the topic. And before you ask, the eerily similar debate topic of the prestigious Chester Belloc Debate Society that same day was entirely coincidental. Our crack news team—oh, this was must, this must have been for a draft. For... Oh, this was
1: a Baron it was a barren figure article.
4: Yeah, our crack news team was in the thick of it and are committed to giving you in full the juicy, juicy scoop. Casual brunch goers have reported exclamations of "heretic," "heathen," homoousian and "you dog." Indeed, the mood of the morning was. T- what started out as a simple realization that the meals served contained both shoddy eggs and ham turned into a controversy uh, rivaling such calamities as the Great Western Schism and even the Protestant Reformation itself. Upon investigation, the heart of the discussion seemed to have originated in the social group colloquially called the Memers. This is the proto-lads, of course, who were simply pondering as to how Seuss's classic green eggs and ham could be a Trinitarian analogy. After conferring with the colleagues, uh sorry with the college's new resident chaplain, three theological schools of thought seem to have emerged. Father, though initially speechless on the subject, mused that at the heart of the analogy there are substantialists, sequentialists, and just plain heretics. This must have been Father Pollard. So they must have been sophomore year. Yes it was. The first and second group are united in their belief that the sun is adequately represented by eggs. Just think about it. Eggs are progeny, the sun is a sun, and also as the spirit proceeds from the sun, doves also come from eggs. The main debate lies in whether the father is green and the spirit ham, or vice versa. The good priests kindly summarize the sequentialist side as believing the former, since the order of green, eggs, and ham clearly lines up with father, son, and spirit. Conversely, substantialists hold that since the ham is the most substantial of the three, and it is the father's primal essence from which the other persons proceed, they should instead be correlated. Phew. Needless wow. to say, the author is thoroughly confused, but such is the life of a crack news writer, C'est la vie. Note to Bene, upon further review, it would appear that green must be considered as separate from both eggs and ham in order for the analogy to be coherent.
0: All right, folks, if you want to find us on social, on Twitter, it's The Real Ladcast, on Facebook, The Real Ladcast, and we are also, we have a blog, it's The Real Ladcast blog.wordpress.com because we don't have a domain yet. With that being said, It is time to go. Epstein didn't kill himself. Peace.